Welcome back to the Fearless Fostering Podcast. I'm your host, Kathleen Burst, LCSW. And before we get into today's episode, I wanted to let you know that my new program, Embrace the Unknown, a six-month sanctuary of support for foster mamas, is now open. So if you're a dedicated foster mama seeking peace, calm, and certainty in the midst of the uncertainties that come with foster care, this is your exclusive guide to navigating the challenges of foster care with confidence and tranquility. So what is included are guided meditations for centering. You begin your transformative journey with a curated series of guided meditations. These meditations are expertly designed to help you find your center and ground yourself in the present moment. Through calming breathing techniques and heightened body awareness, you'll establish a firm foundation for embracing the unknown with a calm and composed mind. Additionally, there are over almost $500 worth of included bonuses with this package. You have six months of monthly office hours for ongoing support with me on the first of every month. There's another bonus class with my friend, Dr. Elizabeth Cronin, who is a master meditation teacher, which is called How to Stay Regulated When Your Kids Aren't, my court day anxiety video training, and a private one-to-one 30-minute call with me are all included in this bundle. So embrace the unknown with newfound calm and resilience. This audio series and self-care support bundle empowers you to navigate uncertainties confidently fostering inner peace throughout your journey. And in addition, I am doing a results guarantee for this package. If you complete the entire package and course contents and implement the practices, but don't experience any positive changes, you'll receive additional support or resources to address your remaining concerns. Because my heart behind this offer is to make sure you have exactly what you need to effectively cope with the uncertainty of foster care. So if you want to learn more or enroll, you can do so right now at fearlessfostering.com or on my Instagram, fearless underscore fostering. So joining me today, I'm so excited to have Ellie Flowers. She is a foster adoptive bio mama, and she shares her journey on Instagram. And I'm just so thankful for you for taking the time because I know it's it can be a lot <laughs> with a lot of kids running around. So thank you. Yeah, of course. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. So why don't you tell us just a little bit about your journey to become a foster mom in the first place? How did that look for, for you and your family? Yeah. So actually my parents did foster care growing up. And so I was introduced to it when I was 10 and then they did it until I was 15. So that was my, you know, first experience of it. And it was babies. And I also, when I was 15, I had a 17 year old foster brother. So they broke birth order and we, I saw the whole spectrum of it. So I always knew that's what I wanted to do. Um, I just didn't know when or what that would look like, but definitely even in my dating experiences that was like put out there, like, I'm going to do this. Um, and I actually met my husband in high school. So from high school, he knew that's, that's what you're getting into if you're marrying me. Um, so at 24, so we got married at 22 and at 24, I just felt very called by God that now was the time we hadn't tried for bio kids yet or anything. Um, but we just felt like it was the time to do it. So we got certified and 
yeah, so that's that's how it started. It was just pretty early on in our marriage and pretty young and had no idea what we were doing. I thought I did since I had my childhood experience, but man, is it a lot harder to be a foster mom than it is to be the kid in a foster home. <laughs> that's so, well, it's validating to hear you say that for a multitude of reasons, but I always <laughs> feel like I feel the same. Like I'm like, my husband and I felt like pretty prepared because like I'm a social worker and he's a teacher. And then we got into foster care and we're like, what is this? Like, this is nothing like what we thought it was going to be. So that's right? amazing. But yeah. even despite that, like the fact that you had that experience as like a sibling to kids in care growing up, like, and that you then from that experience were like, I really want to do this too in my own family and not only do it, but like right away, kind of as soon as like a couple years into your marriage. Also yeah. really fun. My husband and I also met in high school and also got married when we were 22. So that's really fun. Really? Okay. So you yes. guys are just like us in a few years. Yes, exactly. <laughs> I yes. That. I, love I know. Okay. So when you first got started with foster care, um, once you got licensed and everything, what was that journey like for you guys? Yeah. So we lived in a teeny tiny, like 700 square foot home. Um, and we were both working full time. And so we assumed we would probably just get like a baby just because our house was really not set up for anything more than that. Um, and so our first call, of course, was not for a baby. It was for sisters who were seven and nine. And we weren't even certified yet. I was still missing a class. Caleb was still missing a uh, background check from another state that he had lived in during college. And we got the call at like 1030 at night. And I was like, I only have one crib and a twin size bed. Like I don't have a, a place for two little girls. And they're like, oh, we can certify your couch. And I was like, I just really don't think I can handle that. Like that just seems like a lot. Um, and so we said no. And that, you know, as a foster parent, especially at the beginning, those, those calls just eat you up. I could hardly sleep mm -hmm. that night. But not even 24 hours later, we got our next call, which was for our first official placement. It was a three-week-old baby, and uh, we just felt like, okay, this is it. Again, not even certified, still missing things, but they're like, it's good, it's fine, <laughs> make it work. Um, so, <laughs> right? right, so we had him for five months, and um, it was a beautiful, hard experience and he reunified with his mom and we got to baptize her later on and it was yeah. and their story continues down a different direction and it's um, still really hard and sad but we I just love them so much and always will and that was almost four years ago that he reunified but um yeah so that was brutal honestly like that reunification even though I was so for reunification that was all I ever experienced growing up, none of our kids ever were adopted. So I just, that was in my head that that's what happens anyways, but it was so hard being our first kid, being our only kids. We went from being young parents to being empty nesters, which was like, just very jarring. Um, so we took a month off and then we got our next placement which is now our almost five-year-old, but at the time he was 10 months old. Um, and that was honestly like a very hard call. I remember getting it while babysitting our prior foster son and just sobbing on the phone because I was like, 
I felt like I was letting go of that first one. And I, I just remember just being like, oh, it's just so hard. Like those moments that it just feels like, how is this my reality? How is this their reality? Like, mm. um, so yeah, so we got that 10 month old and pretty soon after that, we moved to a bigger home because we had just a teeny tiny house. And then it was March, 2020 and, you know, pandemic hits and everyone in our county got an email saying like, all right, who's still open to getting placements? And my husband and I are like, talked about it. And we're like, we have more rooms now, you know, if it probably is like scary for a lot of people, but we're young, we feel healthy. We feel like we can still do it. Um, so seven months into having our other placement, we got a call for a newborn and so we had a 16 month old and a newborn, two separate placements. And it was the hardest <laughs> season ever. I, in my head was like, we got this, but we were doing seven visitations a week. We were doing multiple therapies, you know, court, all the things, but it was just like very intense schedules and uh, their cases were just really difficult. So we did that. And then fast forward 14 months after we got that newborn, we got a call that mom had another one, that mom had another baby. So I was like, okay, three under three, let's do it. Why not? And so we got three under three. And then eight months later, I got pregnant and it wasn't planned. And I was like, all right, four under four. But we're so doing. we're doing this. <laughs> yes so we are currently in our home we've got four boys uh under five and uh the lat our three all got adopted within like 16 months of each other um our last one was just this past may um so as of like the last two months we have not had a placement which has not happened since 2019 so it's the weirdest feeling ever being free <laughs> Yes. And that's exactly it. Like, that's like such a good way of putting it. It's so crazy talking to you. Like there's so much like of your story that I resonate with just as our kiddos kind of sometimes, mm -hmm. or one of them came to us the same way of like, Oh, didn't know you were here till today. And then, Oh, can you, Oh, we're going to go ahead and it's the pandemic and sure. Like, <laughs> yeah. So it's, it is, it is the foster coaster for sure. Um, yes. Sure. So let me ask you this. So your family of origin had fostered when you were growing up and now you're in this foster care world and it looks like, you know, your, your family then is watching you, I'm sure go through these like reunification, which is obviously again, like happy, but also just like heartbreaking in so many ways. Right. Like, and then on top of that, it's like all the kids all at once, like what were, yeah. what was their perspective watching you do all this? You know, it was actually kind of interesting because I think for them, it was actually a lot harder than I pictured. I pictured, well, they get it. So they're going to like, they're just going to get it. They're going to be super supportive. And I think it was a little triggering for my mom. Um, I think it like just the reunifications, the, it, are they going to leave? It like brought up a lot of things that maybe she hadn't like fully processed or even just I mean even if she had fully processed it just brings it back up again um that like loss and so I think that was a really interesting dynamic of like her having to like revisit this pain that she experienced as a young mom herself 
doing foster care. Um, and they also just knew more. They knew that the system is unpredictable, that some caseworkers don't have the best, you know, agenda, that it's a messed up system. So they just were really scared for us, I think. Um, so yeah, it was it wasn't this like, we're so proud of you. This is what we always wanted for you. They're like, oh, it's really hard. I don't know if you should do it, you know? So yeah, yeah, yeah it was and still is, it's still, it's still really hard. So yeah. yeah. Wow. So given what you have like experienced already and what you're currently experiencing as a mom of four young, young ones, uh-huh. like, what do you feel like is, is in the future? Have you even thought that far ahead for your family? Like, are you like, we need a long break or we need a forever break or we need a, like, maybe we're going to jump back in time soon. It's a good question. It's a question that I ask uh, Caleb all the time because I'm like, I feel for the first time, like I can breathe. And that has just been like such a gift from God. I feel like I'm like, oh, this is what you designed. Obviously there's adoption in there. So there's, there's those losses and the, you know, it's not exactly how he designed, but just being a family and being like, there's no no caseworkers, no county, no, you know, system controlling our family and just being a family has just, it's been the sweetest season. And so at the moment we are just like, thank you, Jesus, for this, because we've been drowning. It felt like for so long. Um, and we've seen our kids just change in the best ways like behaviors have lessened they have just like their attachment is stronger like it's just we're just seeing so much growth in them um which is just amazing and so we're like okay (laughs) it's so nice to be in this um I I don't think I'll ever stop doing foster stuff um we're still certified um I had a biological baby and I was like, that's the best feeling ever. I want more babies, but my husband's like, eh. <laughs> so, we'll see. We're a little sleep deprived. We literally had a newborn 2019, 2020, 21, 22 every year for four years. And so we're a little, you got a few months left in 23 guys. I know <laughs> we got a few months left. Anything can happen. <laughs> oh boy. We've already, some things have happened that we're like, oh my gosh. So at this point, who knows? I mean, we're just yeah. like trusting the Lord in a lot of therapy to figure mm-hmm. out what we can handle, what we can't. Um, so that's the million that's, dollar question in our home. I that's great. <laughs> I, I love that so much. I, I love that. Like, just like holding it loosely, you know, I think that a lot of times, I don't know, I've, I've worked with foster mamas who it's like their identity is like becomes being a foster mom or whatever. Cause it's so consuming. Like you said, like it's, it feels like you're drowning. And so at that point it can feel like, and I mean, I've struggled with that in the past too. It's like, it feels like this is who I am and nobody around me really gets it. So that's even more like isolating and making me kind of go more into just like the foster care world or the foster, even the foster care, like online stuff, which is great, but also can be too much sometimes. So yeah, it's nice to be like, you know what? whatever we're just not even going to like call it right now we're just going to say we're enjoying the season we're in I just love that I think that's beautiful and I do think it's a gift from God I resonate with that like that feeling of like we're not being like you said no one's watching our every move right now we're questioning like how did this boo-boo happen I'm like it was just a bump on the you know what I mean like just that kind of everyday stress that like other parents don't even would never ever understand 
And it's like, we, we don't even realize that we're living with that all the time, but we are, and it adds up and it definitely makes a difference. So. Yeah. Yeah. It's, yeah. It's, we've seen so much just healing. I, even with my biological baby, I remember at like three months old, he had a diaper rash and it like caused panic in me because I had remembered when one of our foster babies had a diaper rash, we were like called and kind of like scolded, like baby just came back from visit. Mom's mad. Like you need to go to the doctor right away. Like you shouldn't have gotten it this bad. And like, just this shame. I was like, this, it was our first placement. So it was, I was a first mom when I was like, oh my gosh what a terrible mom and I was like man like I have healing to do because I wasn't even like secure in who I was I was so young when I did foster care and you get like you know I don't know if it's just my experience but like I felt like I got attacked a lot as a parent and it really questioned like who I am and my good mom like you know you just get like nitpicked and um, a lot of our visits ended up being virtual because of the pandemic. So it was a lot of people watching me parent, which was so strange being in that role. So, so much more grace for bio parents. Cause I feel like I almost was in that role, um, of being watched. <laughs> so, um, yeah, I just feel like I'm, I'm having a lot of healing right now too, trying to be like mm-hmm. secure in who I am as a mom. So, yeah. That's huge. I'm so glad that you share that. Thank you for being vulnerable. I felt that so deeply. I feel like God used foster care in my life too. Cause I'm, I don't, I don't know if you're an Enneagram person, but I'm an Enneagram too. Like the people pleaser, the helper. And I always want to make everybody happy. And when I became a mom, um, initially with my two biological sons, I was like, so I was like, I'm going to do this right. I'm going to get it right. I want to be a great mom. I love being a mom. And it was so hard. And yeah. that, really shook me to like my core of like, wow, did I get in over my head with this? And then like, once my youngest was in kindergarten, I'm like, okay, we're going to foster. This is totally like, we totally feel this is the right thing for our family. We want to like be a support. And then that rocked our world again. And again, and with the added layer of like, here's my clipboard and I'm going to look at your house and I'm going to look at your kids and where did this boo-boo and that diaper rush? We had the same diaper rush issue. One of our, my son, he would like he would bang his head on the crib mattress, like just on the mattress, but he would get a little, and he would, when he was drooling and teething, it would get a little rash on his chin from it. Mm-hmm. And they're like, how do you get this cut on his chin? I'm like, hey, I'll show you. Like he literally could, but he did it on a mattress. Like I can't make it safer for him than that. But like you yeah. get, so it's like this visceral response in you. That's like, no, 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 I promise. Like, cause you're just trying to help and you're trying to like do the right thing, but, and they have every reason or like right to ask the question, but it feels, it does feel like an attack. And it feels like for me, it felt like too, yeah, this is part of my identity that I feel so passionate about that is coming into question. And that was like, so hard for me. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. It's hard. (laughs) So hard. I (laughs) I know. So the breathing room is good. Okay. So what, I feel like you share a lot of really great wisdom and you, I feel like just definitely, I've learned a lot from like watching you and your journey. Um, and you share so many great insights on Instagram and things. I would love to know just like, what's an encouragement that you would have for maybe a foster mama who is feeling just kind of like in that chaotic season of like, can't really keep the head above water at this time. Yeah. It it honestly makes me emotional because like, I, I remember having times where I just like sat I like specific memory. My husband was in ministry and he was gone all day on Sundays and I had the three tiny ones at home and they were constantly sick. And I just like remember sobbing to God and being like, 
I can't do it anymore. Like you're, you have to change something because this is too much. And so I just like, I feel so passionate about foster parents who are just in that season of like, it's too much. Like I can't, I don't know how I'm supposed to get through one more day. Um, and I was probably really sleep deprived as well. <laughs> and it's not done years. And so I'm just, yeah, my encouragement, first of all, my encouragement is that like, there's, it gets better, even if it's not today or tomorrow, like it will, um, to ask for help, which is so hard. I just like shared this, that like we get into foster care because we want to help people, but how much more I've had to then ask for help has been really uncomfortable. Um, but yeah, asking people, I literally have had to ask people like, can you please just like come scrub my toilet? Because I literally don't remember the last time that happened. Um, yeah. And just being very vulnerable with people like you need help. Um, but it does get better. You're doing something important. You know, when it feels like everything's falling apart and maybe your kids aren't thriving, you're still doing, you're showing up and that matters. All those moments matter. Um, I wish I could just, if that person's out there, I wish I could just give them a hug because it's so hard. Yeah. It is so hard. And thank you for sharing that. I, I'm like going to cry too, because I'm like, they're just so many times where you're just like, I don't like, I can't, I don't know if I can do this anymore, but you like continue to do it, you know? And it's just like, Mm -hmm. wow, what a like testimony, what like a, you know, what a show of God's strength, right. And through us, like that he, when we're weak, he is strong and like, yeah, gives us the grace and the strength. Like, I mean, that's it. Like, I was like, that's, I can't, I remember like getting the call for my um, daughter and it was the pandemic. It was April of 2020. So we were homeschooling everyone. My husband's a teacher. He was working from home and in our basement, which like we have a two, like a raised ranch. So like, there's real, no, there's no basement door. Like, it's just like loud all the time. He's like teaching teenagers math and we're upstairs. Like I'm trying to potty train my son. And like, it just was a nightmare. And I was trying to homeschool the other ones. And literally we get this call that like this baby girl was born and like they're going to call other people if we don't decide in five minutes and I was like okay like and I just remember saying to my mom like I was like I don't know what to do I I don't know like if we can do this or how to handle this and she was like what do you mean like she's like no like you just you just do it and I was like Mm -hmm. easy for you to say like in that moment (laughs) I was like that was a jerk thing to say but I'm now looking back exactly what you said like it's like that's not always going to be the right call or the right answer for every situation but in a situation where it is right and you do, though it's difficult, feel peace about it, you will be equipped. Like, and you will get through those hard days. And it doesn't, and like you said, like it might not get better overnight, but mm-hmm. it does get better. And that is so important to remember. So I love that encouragement. Yeah. Oh my well, gosh. Thank you so much. Yeah, this course. is like the best. I feel like I want to keep talking to you for another hour, but I know you've got four kids that are like being very quiet right now. Um, so can you tell people where they can connect with you online? I know you are doing some like coaching for foster mamas too, which is so important. So let's talk about that and talk about where we can find you. Yeah. So I um, am at Ellie underscore flowers Instagram handle. And then our business side of it. So my husband and I are both certified uh, coaches for foster parents. And so that is a deeper life foster care. Um, and yeah, I mean, we, I feel like we just have very similar hearts for we went through foster care and it's like, 
there has to be more support for foster parents. Mm -hmm. Like this is not, this can't be it. This can't be, it shouldn't be how, um, how it, it's so hard, but it can be better. I think I've seen both, you know, I've seen you say that, like, um, it's so hard, but there are things that we can control, even when it feels like nothing's in our control and, um, there are ways to make it better. And so, yeah, coming out of it, I'm in a really sweet spot where I can look back at all those moments, but I just like, I'm like, I have to turn around and help those behind me who are in the trenches because I wish I had that. So, yeah. Oh, I'm so glad. Thank you so much for doing that. Like you Mm -hmm. said, it's like, you may be like on a break from fostering, but there's never a break. Like we're always in this because it's just like, but it's a good, it's such a good thing. And a good reminder that like there is support. We just have to like find it. And I think the more foster moms and adoptive moms who can, like you said, like go back and grab some people, like just like what would change for those mamas and dads and families and what would change for those kids and the care and the biological families. Like it's a ripple effect that I yes. hope, you know, would just go so far out to everyone involved. So, oh, I love that. Absolutely. Okay. Yeah. Well, I'm going to connect everything up. Thank you so much for taking the time. Oh, Appreciate it. Yes. Thanks for holding space for asking good questions and hearing all my stories and tears and all of it. So thank you. I love it. Thanks so much.